Now, speaking of Twitter, here's a guy that I follow on Twitter. I never generally give compliments to anybody else because I like me a lot. I mean, I love me some me. But there's a guy on Twitter, Larry Schweikert. He's up in the, I believe, in the Chandler area. And this guy gets it. He's on it. Entertaining Twitter feed. Uh, funny as hell. And he's got a history. He's got a lot of inside info with people. So I said, what the hell? Let's get him on to talk about uh, last night's speech and follow him on Twitter at Larry Schweikert. Larry, how you doing, man? Welcome to KNST. Uh, terrific. Terrific. Wonderful. Um, so uh, before we even talk about the president's speech, I don't know if you heard of this, but I just tweeted this, and this is actually quite hilarious. The ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, is very upset. They've actually complained that Trump said America more than 80 times. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Trump said America more than 80 times, and that's not very inclusive. I swear to God they said that. that that's like showing the cross to a vampire. I mean, these guys are so... You could just see the faces last night. Trump, black unemployment at an all-time high. Democrats sit on their hands like toads. I mean, they're just... Any American who was even reasonably middle or fair or, or you know, kind of disinterested, saw that the Democrat chances of winning anything in the next five years just dropped by about 50%. Maybe that's why Nancy had such a look on her face, huh? Or, her, you know, my nickname for her on Twitter is Botoxic. And uh, <laughs> Botoxic's uh, Botox seemed to be wearing off last night. And, oh. and then they turn it over to the Kennedy kid, Dr. Drool Little. Mm. <laughs> and he actually spoke in Spanish and said he's fighting for dreamers. I mean, do you think somebody would be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't say that considering we failed miserably at the government shutdown. Maybe we should back off the whole, yeah, we're for dreamers, screw America stuff. But they still didn't yeah. do it. No, no, none of this worked. I mean, it was, uh, and it wasn't just a CBS poll. I saw a CNN poll, almost the same number. It was a good speech or great speech was something like 72%. So, uh, as far as Trump was concerned, it was a home run, absolute home run. Now, I'm a tough grader, and, and I'm a Trumpster. I love Trump. I think, he's, I think he's the greatest president of my lifetime, and that includes Ronald Reagan. And I've just, I'm going to come out with a new bio of Reagan uh, on the 4th of July, uh, published with Milo's publisher, Dangerous. Uh, but I have to say that, that uh, Trump, when it comes to speeches, is no Reagan. Now, Reagan had the the timing, the cock of the head, the delivery, and the stories and the, the jokes that really made speeches uh, fantastic. So in terms of uh, style, I give Trump a C plus. But in terms of content, that was an A or an A minus speech. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't on the normal, you know, Trumpian, the left. He was very monotone. Right. He wasn't boring, but he wasn't boring. You know, I guess he, he wanted to prove to the public, and I, I kind of hate it. I'm like... He's not going to win anybody over that doesn't like him, but maybe I was wrong about that. I mean, do you think maybe he actually did win over people that yeah, had a bad I opinion? Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think that, that many Americans, unfortunately, are still stuck in the let's play nice, the Jeff Flake mold, where let's not ever insult our opponents, let's, let's make sure that they get to walk all over us. We say, thank you, sir, may I have another, you know? <laughs> and uh, so, so that's a lot of people still are in that, and I think that this speech played very, very well to them, but uh, to the base, the base is speaking in code, and they knew exactly what he was saying. Uh, Larry Schweikert is who you're listening to on KNST AM790. By the way, if you don't know a lot about Larry, like, who the hell is this guy? He's, a, he's an author. Um, you are a New York Times bestselling author. You're close to the Breitbart guys, right? 
Yeah, I know. Uh, I co-authored a book with Joel Pollack, a, ed- a managing editor of Breitbart, called How Trump Won, which we wrote before the election, and nobody would buy it. And then the day after the election, we're getting all these phone calls. You still got that book? <laughs> <laughs> That's too much, man. Because you have ton of you have a ton of connections, uh, a ton of connections um, about this stuff. Uh, and that's why I thought it'd be great to get you on. And um, and let me just and just from a personal note, my parents are up in the Sun City area uh, in West Phoenix, west of Phoenix, and they moved to an area. And you were actually going to be like a guest speaker there. And I told my dad, I'm like, you got to go see this guy. Ah, bah, bah, no, bah, bah, bah. And then he got on Twitter. I'm like, you got to follow this guy. And he thinks you're hilarious. And I'm like, you see, you should have listened to me. He goes, I know next time, next time. So whenever you're speaking out there, uh, if you could let me know, that way I could tell him to get off his butt and go out there and see it. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I'll do my best. You know, one of the problems um, of posting schedules, oh, I'm going to be on Fox and Friends tomorrow morning. I must have done this half a dozen times, and I'll get to New York, and they'll go, oh, well, your slot's been canceled, but we're going to tape you, and we'll show it next week or so. So I have all these people in Arizona getting up at 5 in the morning to see me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, You know, I'm I'm not going to be on. You get kind of unpopular doing that. Oh, I can only imagine. Um, So... The media is never going to like what he said. I mean, how much do you think the media is hurting themselves even more by saying the complete opposite of what everybody in America saw and heard last night? Because they hated it and divisive. And again, the polls show that people actually liked it and thought it was a unifying speech. Well, uh, you hit it right. I mean, we got to stop saying the media because this is the old dinosaur media that is rapidly, rapidly, rapidly becoming totally irrelevant. Uh, the, The new media is where it's at, and, and of course, uh, you know, Trump is a hit. He controls that. He owns that. He's the first president in our lifetimes to really own the new media. Obama came close in his election, but during his presidency, he never really figured out how to take advantage of that. You realize that Trump has not given a prime-time television speech from the Oval Office yet? Reagan used to do those, you know, almost every quarter, and, and Trump doesn't need them because he's, he's tweeting out and he's constantly staying in touch with his base, and, uh, and, you know, so he is the master of the new media. You know, and I was wondering about that because, I, you know, I, I, I love him on Twitter. I, I, I'm one of those. I dig it. Some people still don't get it. Why does he do this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he's not going to all of a sudden make people change his mind anyway. He's doing it for a reason. He knows what he's doing. Um, but... I wonder if it would help to do one of those, you know, I'm going to tell you about illegal immigration and what's going on. Do you think that would help if he actually did that? Or do you think the networks would say, you know, forget about it, man, we're not going to air you anyway? Yeah, I don't know if he could get it on the networks anymore because they, they would say it was a political speech and not a mm. policy speech. So if they could, if he could get it on, it might be worthwhile. I gotcha. Um, but, uh, you know, I... I it would be very embarrassing if he tried to get it on, then nobody would, would run it. Uh, is there a way, by the way, Larry Schweikert is who you're listening to. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Larry Schweikert, at Larry Schweikert on Twitter. And also uh, the website is PatriotsHistoryUSA.com. Um, you have a very unique take on the whole Jeff Sessions, Bob Mueller, uh, <laughs> Russia investigation. Uh, do you want to explain that? Uh, succinctly, if you can, about how people shouldn't freak out. Uh, you think sure. Jeff Sessions is doing great and like Trump is playing them all? Yeah, my, my view from the get-go is, number one, Trump hired Mueller, he, whom I call Mulehead. Uh, Trump hired Mulehead 
on um, May 17th when he interviewed him for a job that Mulehead could never hold, which was director of the FBI. And I'm quite convinced that at that time, something happened uh, and, and Trump understood what was happening and Mulehead understood what was happening. And a couple of days later, Rosenstein hires Mulehead to do this job. Now, originally I thought Mueller was going to actually do the indictments. I've come to think now his whole thing is a smokescreen. It's a giant time waster, a giant diversion. It's the magician waving his left hand so he can pull the rabbit out of the right hand. And it's a diversion so that Sessions can get all of these different uh, pieces going. You know that Sessions has been investigating Hillary's emails, quote, for months, according to Politico. Well, wait, I thought Jeff wasn't doing anything. Sessions was investigating Uranium One for months, according to another source. Oh, I, I didn't think he was doing anything. So I think Sessions has had a an attache an FBI agent attached to Mueller's team from the get-go. We know from another political story that the FBI has been conducting its own uh, investigations of the Podestas uh, as part of the Mueller investigation. And that's almost never been brought up. If you look now, there are eight separate investigations going on of Democrats, eight. And that doesn't even count the House Sex Fund, which I think is going to be a huge issue in the 2018 election. There's a hundred and some names yet to be released from the people who've been paid out in these sex funds in the House of Representatives. If you factor out people who probably already filtered out in uh, the election since 2007, about a hundred names, since so far 30 Republicans have come out, that means that the pendulum is swinging, and of the remaining names to come out, you've got to be looking at about 60 or 70 Democrats yet to be named in that fund. Wow. So you think that there's going to be some perp walking going on, or at least Hillary getting busted, something out of this? I think there's going to be serious perp walking going on. I, I don't know how high they'll go, but you and I both know this goes to Obama. Yeah. We, we know that Bill Priestep, my nickname for him is High Priest, that Priestep said in a text that he had changed Obama's name in the correspondence to, quote, a senior administration mm-hmm. official. There's your Rosetta Stone. Now all you need to do is get Priestep under oath and say, did you write this text? And, of course, if he lies, he can go to jail. And if he, if he says, yes, I did, now every single reference to a senior administration official means Obama. Very interesting. Larry, uh, I want to get you on again, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Larry Schweikert, at Larry Schweikert on Twitter. He's hilarious and a lot of good info, too. PatriotsHistoryUSA.com. Larry, thank you for the time this morning, man. Anytime, Gary.